It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard On a huge day of league football in the sunshine Celtic can stretch their lead at the top to six points When they host Ross County Europa League quarter finalists Rangers have the chance to respond When they go to Dundee tomorrow Elsewhere this afternoon Hibs playing Aberdeen St Johnston, Motherwell, Hearts Livy And St Mirren, Dundee United I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me in the studio Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Evans. For Celtic and Rangers It's the last round of league Fixtures before they meet at Ibrooks in the first of three derbies in quick succession. So the ground rules are simple for Ange Postacoglu and his players this afternoon. Repeat after me a draw is a disaster, a defeat is a catastrophe. Likewise, Rangers at Dundee tomorrow. But Celtic, to me, look to have the harder fixture against a Ross County team who've won their last three matches. On the bounce That's one pensioner's view Any other pensioners here? <laughs> not, not, not just now Hugh But <laughs> I've got to say A lovely day A great day of football ahead Gordon I'm looking forward to his fixture list I'm just looking at the games I think there's a lot of good games there The guys out at the, the grounds Will be delighted Sitting that sunshine Watching great entertainment I'm so jealous of them But <laughs> Hugh, I disagree. I think it'll be a comfortable afternoon for Celtic. I think there's something very Scottish about feeling the need to mention the weather, Mark Wilson. But it's true, what yeah. a day this is to go and play football. There becomes a certain point in the season where we are truly jealous of the guys out and about at the grounds. Not only is the sun shining, but it's huge football. Yeah. Up, up and down well, the league, permutations, a lot to play for. Exactly. Jealous of the players. This is when the time of year I loved playing football, when the sun was shining... Pack Celtic Park It will be today And an important game For Ange Postecoglou's side A chance to go six points clear And then the other games That are taking place this afternoon I mean I think three of the top six Could change today That shows how tight this league is At this stage in the season Huge games all across the country Can't wait Strap yourselves in You can stay in touch on Twitter At Clyde SSB Throughout the afternoon And of course the open line Will be here a bit later Let's kick off by going to Celtic Park getting some team news there from Andrew McLean Oh go on I'll mention it as well Glorious sunshine here at Celtic Park Where they have a big big chance to open up A six point gap and put pressure on Rangers Who of course travel to Dens Park tomorrow That's going to be the story for the rest of the season There's going to be eyes across the city At all times with both teams looking to get any advantage they can It's been a hectic schedule for most teams of late But Celtic's last game was Monday night And before that they hadn't played for eight days as well So they've had a bit of time to rest Reset and get ready to try and open up a bigger advantage Heading into the international break There's no Kyogo yet, James Forrest is out as well but David Turnbull is back in the squad for the first time in three months, Celtic fans will be happy to see Jota and Abada back in the squad too after they missed Monday night. As for Ross County a lot of people have been talking about their good form recently but it hasn't been just recently if you look across the last 20 Premiership matches they've picked up the third most points in the league behind Celtic and Rangers they're making that drive for the top six at the right time but they'll know with the table so tight between fourth and ninth that they'll know they need to do all they can to get something out of this game as for team news two changes for Celtic out go O'Reilly and the injured Forest in come Rogic and Jota 
Joe Hart starting in goal for them this afternoon. The back four, Josip Juranovic, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Karol Starfelt and Greg Taylor. The midfield three, Callum McGregor, Rio Hattati and Tom Rogic with Dyson Maeda and Jota either side of Jorgos Xhakamakis. The substitutes for them, Bain, Beaton, Ralston, Idiguchi, McCarthy, Turnbull, O'Reilly, Johnston and Abada. Ross County are unchanged from their win against St Mirren. Ross Laidlaw continues in goal. The back four, Kane Ramsey, Jack Baldwin, Alex Jakoviti and Connor Randall. The midfield three, Ross Callahan, Harry Payton and Jordan Tilson with Joseph Hungbo and Regan Charles Cook either side of Jordan White. The substitutes for them today, Monroe, Vokins, Cancola, Spittle, Watson, Burrows, Drysdale and Ben Payton. Should be a cracker at Celtic Park Mark Wilson What do you make of that Celtic team? Yeah well it's strong And everything about Celtic Looks strong at the minute You only have to look at their bench And the return of David Turnbull Is a welcome boost for them But when you look at All the positions they've got covered on there You could probably fit any one of them Into that starting 11 But the starting 11 was Jota Back Maeda In form or, uh, Coming off the left and the back four really picks itself these days. I think it's as strong as Ange Postecoglou could go today. Sometimes the standout Hugh is on the bench. It's yeah. the, perhaps you could argue that the headline today from the teams might be that return of David Turnbull. Almost three months on the sidelines oh. following on from that injury in the League Cup final. Yeah, uh, like a new player for Celtic um, and Kyogo. Of course, uh, photographed at training at Lennox Town during the week. I loved Ange Postecoglou's comment today when he was asked about. Kyogo being spotted at training He said he was injured mate He wasn't kidnapped So it's a great line from Ange Postecoglou With it <laughs> Was that uh, Mel Gibson there? Was that Australian abstract? Yeah, 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 yeah When you've got training at 12 But EastEnders at 6 yeah. I think Ange Postecoglou the, But um, uh, I take the, the point the, the sun out The crowd will be huge Jota will feel as if he's back in his own country uh, And should respond by Bringing that zip back to Celtic Maeda Dyson Maeda at Tannadice was terrific The energy is boundless uh, So I do repeat I think Celtic will have a harder opponent in Ross County Than Rangers will have tomorrow in Dundee But they certainly have the players And the home advantage Yeah I agree with you I think that obviously Ross County are in terrific form But I just looking at Celtic that energy, the pace, the craft in the middle of the park The two fullbacks uh, linking up I think Celtic could be at it this afternoon. I think it will be a long day for Ross County as much as they put up a good fight. But you look at the rest of the card as well, Gordon. There's some really exciting games here. Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu then. He's named his team a couple of changes. David Turnbull back amongst the subs. Here's what he had to say looking forward to this one. You know, all these games have got a bit of an edge. You know, there's massive rewards for, for, for all the clubs involved. And... Um, that's why it's really important for us that we, we, we don't go in any any game um, dismissing the challenger that's before us. Yeah, they're playing some good football. They've got good results. They're a threat. They've got some threats, um, you know, in the front half of the field. So we've got to be on it. We, we need to bring the same energy and intensity we have in, in recent weeks. Um, yeah, I've been really happy with the way we've, you know, gone into games and, and addressed the challenges we've had Um Especially the last sort of two or three have been in difficult conditions uh, away from home and um, players have handled it really well. Back at home, we've got to make sure we bring our sort of you know, best football we can um, to make sure we put pressure on the opposition. So that's game one in a huge Saturday in the Premiership today. Celtic against Ross County. Big games up and down the league everywhere you look. Since he's made the drive, let's go to Fraser Wishart who's at Pataudry for Aberdeen against Hibs Fraser. Yeah, two one for the team, Gordon, as you say, and as Gordon DL was saying, plenty of exciting games up and down the country, and on paper, this could actually be game of the day, but we've talked for weeks 
about the logjam in the middle of the table, no consistency from any of the clubs around that area. And today's game reflects Aberdeen 10th, only five points behind Hibs in fourth, and only three points before the three games, sorry, before the split. So today's game is huge for both of them. I think fans of both teams probably disappointed with their performances this season, but fourth place in the league and a European place still up for grabs. So a good end to the season is still there for both to play for. Aberdeen, no game last week out of the cup. I think Jim Gooden probably thankfully had a bit of time with the players, a couple of weeks of training with these new players. He's just in the door. He's got Constantine and Watkins both back in the squad and on the bench. But since Jim took over, they have lost two and drawn two. So he's looking for that first win. And actually, they haven't won a league game in 2022. So I know it's unlikely Dons could do with a win just to be careful of the teams below them just because a defeat here as a Johnson win the gap's only five points and they don't want to be going into the bottom six with that uh, with that over hanging over them Hibs form hasn't been much better to be honest with you scoring goals been a problem not helped by the news this week a long term injury to Kevin Nisbet a good win against Motherwell might just kick start their season they won in the cup last week but prior to that remarkably in ten league games they've only scored in two of them and the last three league games have been nil-nil so in addition to Nisbet I think Sean Maloney will point to an injury list without McGinn Mitchell, McGuinness and Matt Macy joins that list today. So here we have two big clubs. I hope today they can find the form that the fans expect but I don't think there will be a lot of game goals here. I think a nervy 90 minutes ahead. There was two, ch- sorry, one change for Aberdeen. Funso Ojo is out completely and Calvin Ramsey comes in. So they line up 4-2-3-1. Joe Lewis in goals, Calvin Ramsey, David Bates, Declan Gallagher and Johnny Hayes at the back. Two in midfield, Ross McCrory and Connor Barron with Vincente Bezwan. Lewis Ferguson and Conor McLennan behind the lone striker Christian Ramirez. There's only seven subs for Jim Goodwin, Gary Woods, Andy Constantine and Marley Watkins making welcome comebacks, especially Andy been out for many, many months. Dylan McGeer, Teddy Jenks, Dante Polvara and Michael Ruth. For Hibernian, two changes. Ewan Henderson drops to the bench and I said Matt Macy is out, so that means that Rocky Bushiri comes in after suspension. And Kevin Dabrowski starts in goals in a 3-4-3 formation. The back three is Rocky Bushiri, Ryan Portis and Josh Doig. In midfield, Chris Cadden, Josh Campbell, Joe Newell and Lewis Stevenson with Sylvester Jasper and Dre Wright either side of the two goals scoring hero last week Elias Melkerson the subs for Hibernian David Mitchell Paul Hanlon Christian Dodge Chris Muller Jake Doyle Hayes Runa Hauga Josh O'Connor Oscar McIntyre and Ewan Henderson and the referee today at Pitodre is Alan Muir OK a bit closer to home then the Smyza Stadium in Paisley for St Mirren Dundee United under the watchful eye of Roger Hanna yeah, and I have to admit, Gordon, I've blundered this week. You know how I always pride myself in doing my homework and getting all the statistics in. My, my eye's been off the ball this week. I think it's it's down to old Gordon DL's birthday celebrations. We've spent far too much time showering him with gifts and taking him around the town. It was only this morning that I noticed the last three games here between St Mirren and Dundee United have all been nil-nil draws. If I'd known that when producer Callum asked me to go and watch his beloved Dundee United I might have thought twice but it must be better today because the stakes are so high this incredible fight for the last of the top six places I think Stephen Robinson's first win his buddy's boss up at Dundee 10 days ago meant there are now six teams separated by a single point in the middle of this Premiership table three will join Celtic Rangers and Hearts in the top six and the other three will be condemned to the bottom six after the split and when you look at the games you listen to Fraser talking about Hibs away at Aberdeen Listen to Andrew talking about Ross County away at Celtic, Livingston away at Hearts as well. The other team's currently 4th, 5th and 6th. So there is a chance for Everson Mirren or Dundee United to make their play for the top six today. And remember, there's only two games left 
of the 33-game season, you know, after today. I think St Myrna will be encouraged by a 2-1 win at Tanneries in January when Jay Henderson scored that terrific goal when Brophy scored as well. And their star man, Conor Ronan, he'll be buoyed by a first-ever senior call-up to the Republic of Ireland squad yesterday. A momentous day for the host as well. Tony Fitzpatrick's last home game as chief executive ahead of his retirement at the end of this month. Um, there's not going to be a presentation we thought there might be, but he says he wants the focus to be on the football today. So I think the board will honour Tony's service to the club at a later date. As for the on-field stuff, Stephen Robinson, two changes from that 4-2 cup defeat. Hearts, a terrific game, as you said, through the week. Probably one of the games of the season last Saturday night. Out go the injured Scott Tanzer and Jordan Jones, both hurt at Tynecastle. In come Marcus Fraser and Jay Henderson. So that means it's Jack Annick in goal. It's a back four. Marcus Fraser, Josh Honesty, the skipper, Charles Dunn, and Richard Tate, who moves over from the right to the left to cover for Tanzer. Alan Power and Alec Gogic just in front. And then it's a three. Jay Henderson, Connor Ronan, and Greg Kilty all behind Eamon Brophy. Only six substitutes available to Stephen Robinson today. Linus McCarthy. Erhahan, Flynn, Maine and Grieve. As for Dundee United, four changes from the side that lost 3-0 in the Cup at home to Celtic on Monday night. Out go Ross Graham, Kieran Freeman, Ian Harks and Nicky Clark. In come Charlie Mulgrew, Scott McMahon, fit again Tony Watt and 17-year-old Miller Thompson. He got a late debut as a substitute on Monday. He is in the starting lineup tonight. We think, this afternoon I should say, we think Tam Quartz is staying with the 3-5-2. Benji Segrist and goal, a back three. Callum Butcher, Ryan Edwards and Charlie Mulgrew. Across the middle, Mary Niskin and Liam Smith, Dylan Levitt, Miller Thompson and Scott McMahon with a front two of Mark McNulty and Tony Watt. On the bench, Eriksson, Sporla and McDonald, Clark, Mikkelsen, Nielsen, Freeman, Mockery and Graham. The referee is Nick Walsh and in the sunshine we're just praying for goals. Absolutely, it's a good day for a day out in the capital. I must say hearts against Livingston at Tyne Castle. David Friel is there. I'm here, Gordon, and I wish I'd brought my Factor 50 with me. I don't take the sun very well and it is roasting hot here. Um, and there's a little bit of history being made today. At Tyncastle, everyone knows the Hearts song and that famous line about the boys in maroon. Well, today they'll be the boys in blue and black as Hearts wear the third kit colours at a home match for the first time ever. It's all in aid of the Big Hearts charity appeal. And some of the funds being raised will go to Ukraine Emergency Fund as well. So it's a really nice touch from the club on another big day on the pitch for Hearts. Is look to move a step closer to securing that third spot. They are 13 points ahead of Hibs and Livingston, today's opponents with eight games to go. And they surely won't be caught now. But Robbie Nielsen, he doesn't want to drop in stand. There's no complacency and we'll be expecting the win today. The Hearts boss is still without John Sutton and has made just one change to his side following last weekend's Scottish Cup win over St Myrne. Aaron McInerney, who was outstanding when he came off the bench, scored the goal and really, really changed the tie. He comes in for Ben Woodburn. So Hearts looks like a 4 2 3 1. Craig Gordon in goals, a back four of Nathaniel Atkinson, Craig Halkett, Stephen Kingsley, and Andy Halliday. Peter Haring and Benny Beningamy will hold the midfield with McInerney, Liam Boyce, and Barry Kai, and behind Ellis Sims. And the subs for Hearts are Stuart Woodburn, Moore, Cochrane, Sibic, Janelli, and Tate. As for Livy, they sit fifth in the table. You know, they've got a real chance of Europe, a real chance of the top six, but history is against them today. They haven't actually won at Tyne Castle since May 2002. So almost 20 years have passed since the likes of Marvin Andrews, David Fernandez, Javier Sanchez, Brotto all played in a 3 2 win here for Livy. They did take hearts to penalties here in the Scottish Cup fifth round last month, and I suppose we're probably a wee bit unlucky to lose that on the day. So David Martindale's side will arrive from confidence, with confidence, sorry. Obviously lost 3-1 to Celtic in their last out, but they've been in good form, although they have suffered a blow with top scorer Bruce Anderson out with an ankle injury. So for Livy, it looks like a 4-3-3. Max Dyack in goals, back four of Nicky Devlin, Jack Fitzwater, Io Obelai and James Penrice. Middle three will be Stefan Omionga, Jason Holt and Scott Pittman, with Odin Bailey, Joel Nubley and Alan Forrest up front. Subs for Livy are Konovalov, 
Longridge, Montano, Soto, Boys, Lewis, Shinney, Chukwameka and Kelly. And the referee at Tencastle is Ewan Anderson. Hearts against Livy should be a cracker. The Super Scoreboard Derby as well. Halliday against Bartley. Ooh. Both angry men. I wonder who will be the happier yeah. this midweek. Uh, I just said to Mark Wilson, there all this talk of the sunshine everywhere you go. Um, mm. Sorely tempted to roll up my shirt sleeve Yeah I thought you might take your cardigan off today I must admit we'll see how we get on between now and 6 o'clock Dave Galloway has another cracker in store St Johnson against Motherwell at McDermott Dave To the neutral observer uh, Gordon The bottom of the Premiership has a very exciting look to it As St Johnson and Dundee battle desperately for survival With just a single point separating the Tayside two Saints hope they might have started to turn the corner After an impressive win over Hearts But have failed to build on that with two defeats and a draw since then Five successive matches without a win for Motherwell in all competitions, so the Steelmen also in need of a lift. But although they're currently in eighth place, we've talked about this before just very recently. In fact, so many clubs in a log jam there. Fourth is very much within reach for them, so three points today would be a big, big help for them. And despite last weekend's Scottish Cup exit to Hibs, they can take a lot of positives from that after a very spirited display from a team reduced to ten men after only one minute of play. Let's look at the teams then and uh, St Johnston make three changes. It's Rooney, Davidson and Chief G come in for starting places, um, replacing Sang, McPherson and Middleton. So it's Clark in goals, Gordon, Cleary and McCart at the back. Midfield, Rooney, Halberg, Crawford, Davidson and Gallagher with Chief G and Hendry up top. The subs, Parrish, Brown, Mahon, uh, Booth, Butterfield, Gilmore, May, Middleton and Bayer. Three changes also I can tell you for the well. O'Donnell, Carroll and Shields are in. Mugabe, McGinley and Roberts drop out. So it's Kelly in goals. Across the back, O'Donnell, Ojala, Johansson and Lamy. Midfields, Carroll, Donnelly and Cornelius with an attacking three of Shields, Van Veen and Effort. Effort. The substitutes, Fox, Amaluser, Shaw, Tierney, Goss, Slattery, Grimshaw, Woolery and Nyrenold and your match referee here at beautiful sunny McDermott Park is David Munro. Five fantastic games in the Premiership this afternoon more down the leagues as well you're up to speed on the team news at this stage on a Saturday we always get all the guys involved and take a look back at the week's biggest stories and talking points so we will do that next Action as it happens your reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The sun is out. Hugh Keevan's got his cardigan off in celebration. There's a big day of football ahead. Where else would you rather be? We've got team news from the five big Premiership games taking place this afternoon. So at this stage on a Saturday, we'll do what we always do and look back on some of the week's biggest talking points at Belgrade on Thursday night and the subsequent draw for the quarterfinals. Roger Hanna seems like the obvious place to start. Yeah, um, it was all about getting through. Um, there was a few uh, ropey moments in the early stages, I think you would say, after Red Star took the lead on Thursday evening, but Rangers saw it through fine. Ryan Kent got a goal. Alan McGregor rolled back the years. It was a performance reminiscent of Bremen en route to the UEFA Cup final in 2008 with the Rangers goalkeeper. And the draw, you know, if you look at the draw, you either have one of two ways. You either have the glamour, Gordon, of Barcelona or a battle of Britain against West Ham, or you have a draw that you believe is winnable. And to draw a team that Rangers beat home and away a couple of years ago, 
and then have a semi-final draw that allows you to avoid Barcelona, West Ham and a Lyon team that won at Ibrox earlier this season. I think that's about as much as Giovanni Van Bronckhorst could have hoped for this week. How big is the achievement in getting to this stage, Roger? Put it into context for us. Well, I'll put it into context quite easily. It's the first time Rangers have been at a quarter-final for 14 years. I think it's the first time any Scottish team have been in a European final for 14 years. Um, these things don't come around every season. Um, they sometimes don't come around every decade. It is a terrific achievement. I mean, we've waxed lyrical for the last three or four years about how well Steven Gerrard's Rangers side did in Europe, you know, last 16 for two or three seasons. This is beyond that and they might go beyond this even still. So it's a fantastic achievement. We used to long for Scottish clubs to stay in Europe after Christmas. Rangers are going to be playing in Europe in the month of April, and if they get to a semi-final in the month of May, it is a fantastic achievement. If anyone's going to be aware of the finances at which our clubs operate, Fraser Wishart, it will be you, given the way money is in the game and the, the big... Five leagues and their dominance. Just how impressive is it to get to this stage? Oh, I think it's great, and I think you're, you're talking there at big five leagues, uh, Gordon. You saw the way that uh, the West Ham players celebrated. You know, and the next day I saw Declan Rice has played for England in huge championships and in the Euro 2020 final. He was absolutely ecstatic. So uh, I think a few years ago, some of our supporters of Rangers Celtic would turn up their nose a wee bit and say it's Champions League or nothing. But uh, there's big money to be made. And there's prestige as well, and the winners automatically get into the Champions League next year. That was a, a shrewd move by Michel Platini many, many years ago. So, yeah, finances are, are so important to our clubs. So it's, it's everything to play for. I, I just, you temper a wee bit. I think Roger's right. You know, if you had to, pick, had to pick, then you would have chosen this draw. But there's a long, long way to go because these are these are very good teams. And even Braga. Braga might have, might have chosen Rangers out of the, the other seven teams as well and I just think back to, to Braga being two up at Ibrox and through at that point although Rangers did brilliantly and came back and had you got a couple of a couple of great goals uh, one with about eight minutes to go so just exciting and, and I think that, that, that uh, every game that Rangers have played this well, probably the last two or three years now two or three seasons in Europe has been exciting even the other night you know your heart's in your mouth a wee bit and you're, they lose an early goal and you're thinking oh, oh here we go but they managed to regroup and, uh, and and get themselves through. It wasn't their best performance, probably one of the poorer performances in Europe this year, but but they're there. And as you say, in April, we have a huge, couple of huge games for Rangers coming ahead for, for a Scottish team. So, so I think it's absolutely brilliant for Scottish football. Well, I spoke to a Rangers fan last night who has already bought two airline tickets for Seville in May because they're available at £35 each right now. They won't be that price come May. And I think he's quite justified in booking his air travel to Seville because I think Rangers will be in the final. My mantra about Rangers in Europe this season was uh, fear no one but respect everyone. And they have carried that message through the games against uh, Borussia Dortmund uh, and Red Star. And I do not think that Braga represent as big a hurdle as either Dortmund or Red Star. So I think Rangers will be in the semi-final And I believe that based on The quality of their performances Based on The goalkeeper And based on uh, The ability to score goals Remember 10 goals scored Against Borussia Dortmund and Red Star Over the four matches played I believe Rangers will be 
In the Europa League final Just quickly Horrible scenes Mark Wilson at Villa Park Really terrible stuff That we just don't want to see Fans with signs Saying can I please have your shirt And Saka going over And giving the shirt away To the fan with the sign We need to stamp this out Of our game Get out Did you ever have that? Totally jokes Anyway uh, Arsenal have won 1-0 If that sort of thing Floats your boat Um, David Field What did you make of the draw Looking forward? I think it was a tough draw because I think everybody left in the tournament has a certain quality, but it's favourable. Gordon, you know, we don't see a lot of Portuguese football. Obviously, we watched Braga a couple of years ago when they played against Rangers, so you look for sort of certain indicators. I think just now they're, they're fourth in the league behind the big three, Porto, Sporting, Benfica. They're 24 points off the top of the table. I think they've a few draws this season. And then you look, they actually finished below Red Star in the Europa League group. I think it was then Sheriff Tiraspol they played. I think they edged through in penalties. Obviously, a good one over Monaco, but... I think, I agree, I think it was a draw Rangers probably wanted. If you're not going to get the glamour of Barcelona and West Ham, you look at the, the, the team that you really th- think you can go and beat. And, you know, you look, I looked through the team yesterday just when the draw was made and Abel Ruiz kind of stands out, a Barcelona product, he's got Spain caps and stuff like that. I know that I think there's a couple of Horta brothers are good players, I remember that from the last time, but it's not an absolute European superpower. So I think Rangers will get past Braga and then it's Atalanta, Leipzig, who will be a tougher tougher ask but it's certainly the half of the draw that you would want to be in and if you are going to play Barcelona or West Ham down the line it's going to be in the final Yeah Andrew McLean you were there you were in Braga just two years ago when Rangers played them previously what did you make of that as a you know as a venue of a, as an atmosphere and the type of challenge that Rangers will face this time Yeah look I think many people are well aware that it's a very picturesque venue it's got the big cliff side behind one of the goals but the other side behind the goal doesn't have any stand there so you've only got two stands I think they're 15,000 seats each I don't remember it being a particularly tense a particularly volatile atmosphere for the Rangers players to be going in I don't think the stadium was even full for that game either and I think that's exactly the environment that Rangers will be happy enough to go to in an away game in Europe especially when you know you've got the away leg first Rangers will think that they can go there and, and take an advantage back to Ibrox and then use that home advantage that they'll have of 50,000 fans inside the stadium all giving them the backing. You look at the draw it certainly looked the most winnable tie I think Braga probably will look at, at Rangers as well and think the exact same thing both teams will probably be happy with the draw but I think when it comes to those minor uh, margins and you know look, looking at that side of things Rangers, I don't think they have anything to fear going to Braga Stadium and with the performances they put in over the last few rounds, they'll be confident heading into that tie. Yeah, it should be an absolute fantastic occasion. We had that famous duo who drove to Belgrade. We had them on the phone again last night on their way back. Oh, They're due back at three o'clock today into Kilmarnock. Uh, so we'll hopefully find out if they if they make it. They're already flying over. Uh, Jack and John going to fly over to, to Braga this time instead. Mark Wilson, how do you get away from mentioning Alan McGregor at the forefront of any discussion about Rangers in Europe at the moment? Yeah, it's very difficult to because he, he's just been outstanding in the full European campaign. And that's what all those years ago when Rangers got to the final, you know, they relied on top performances from their big players. And he was a big one all the way through. And, you know, the shades of that again. And his performance the other night at crucial times in the game was exceptional the two saves in the first half keep Rangers in it because it was my opinion if that went to 2-0 early on then Rangers were in a wee bit of trouble but he's going to be huge against Braga and I'm with the guys the draw is a favourable one for Rangers but it still comes with danger Braga 
They may not be doing great in the league and they sit fourth just now, but they're at this stage of the competition for a reason. And they will pose a danger. They aren't the big name, of course, a Dortmund or even the atmosphere, a Red Star Belgrade away, but they will have quality players and Rangers. Can't afford to underestimate them Very unusual for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst To show his hand early on As soon as the draw was made Yeah, we can do that That's fine You know, good draw uh, So the manager is leading by example He's saying He's inviting everyone to look at Braga And to say They are no Red Star They have no Maracanã Stadium They are no Borussia Dortmund There'll be a similar level to Red Star You would have thought You look at the There's there's still a danger Hugh The the two meetings I think it was a draw and a a win for Red Star So Red Star got the the better of them But there won't be much between those two You wouldn't have thought As I say I I would invite you to read What Giovanni Van Bronckhorst said uh, And he is I heard him I asked the question He's giving Mm -hmm. off the very distinct impression That he believes Rangers will do this they're quite right to be confident We go back to what Mark was saying there about McGregor McGregor could play a valuable part in this Because he's a top class goalkeeper He's come in for a bit of criticism Domestically this season Which I think is a bit unfair Because when that goalkeeper makes a mistake It's highlighted more than any other position on the pitch But the other night there he, he, For a 40 year old He's absolutely mm. quality Gordon and if, and Only 20 years younger than you That's, that's yeah, the way exactly. to look at it And probably I'd make some of those saves as well Because I'm flexible uh, But as you said there earlier The fact that he fancies them to go to the final If they do I still think they've a bit of work to mm. do But if they do I will guarantee we'll be talking about McGregor Because he could be a I, I think difference. he thrives in these situations Where he's a lot busier on European nights Than he is you know, on a, a regular mm-hmm. weekend Where sometimes concentration. You know, concentration levels You know, may not all be there And a set piece might come in And we've seen it this season That late on in games He's come out and he's misjudged things But in these games He is so tuned in He's under pressure for a lot of the game And he's having to, you know His team's relying on him I think he loves that pressure And he's uh, he's certainly going to be needed In these games against Braga There's no doubt about that Because they have got a level of quality that surpasses anything within our league They've got the perfect situation here They've got a, a, a goalkeeper who is In the form of his life In terms of European competition At the right time of his life Because this might be the swan song To end mm. all swan songs for Alan McGregor But they've also On the strength of their goals Against Borussia Dortmund and Red Star 10 goals They've also yes. got that quality In the other end of the park So for me they're bang at it in terms of the Europa League and will go past Braga. Well, plenty of time for predictions as we get closer uh, to that one. Roger, do you detect a bit of a, a shift once it gets to the serious stage of the competition? Because earlier on in the season, I feel like all the feedback we, we were getting was it's all about the league. The league is so important this season. Nothing else matters. Champions League, 40 million, etc., etc., etc. And you don't have to choose, right? It comes up in, in debate and you have a bit of fun with it. You don't have to choose. I'm not making Rangers fans choose between winning the league or the Europa League. But once you're at this stage, once you take into account, like you say, how rare it is, once you take into account the fact that it gets you into the Champions League and gives you the, the money anyway, surely this, this, this becomes a priority. Um, well, listen, a list of priorities for me always is the championship at the top of it. But I know the point you're making, Gordon. Rangers fans are bound to be getting excited. They've got to the last day. They look at the draw. You know, Hugh's saying his pals booked tickets for Seville. He won't be alone. Rangers fans will believe 
they're going to the Europa League final. They will believe they have a chance in this competition. Only eight teams left. Does it diminish their desire to win the league title? No, of course it doesn't. And I think now it's interesting because we've spoken about Rangers' big players stepping up and performing in Europe. Now's maybe the time for some of the other players to step up domestically. It'll be interesting to see the team at Dens Park tomorrow. Is there a Kamar Roof? Is there an Aaron Ramsey? Is there a Fashion Sakala? Can these guys take the you know take a burden of the pressure off the Morelos's and the Kents and the Aribos in the run-in? Because there's an awful lot of football for Rangers to be played in this run-in. Gordon, there's no doubt in my mind that at the start of the season your bread and butter is the league because it's there in front of you, you know what's at the end of it but when you progress to this level in a European competition against this quality if those Rangers players are given the choice of retaining the league title or winning the Europa League there's no doubt in my mind it's the Europa League From a player's perspective it, It's got to be I mean Rangers have obviously I'm just talking from the player's perspective uh, like uh, You're taking in a couple of hundred thousand fans You'll never You know There will be a, a, a array of opinions but Within you, there But from a player I even You think, think that'll be the Players Yes But I even think From a fan's point of view Now When you're battling for the league Every single year And a, let's be honest A two horse race Well you What was the average You're going to win some of them When you get to this level And Roger mentioned That these games don't come round Even in a decade And it's European competition I mean look Over our history as a nation How many European trophies Have we had in this country Very little So It's no doubt in my mind I think a lot of the fans Would prefer that as well Yeah it was a bit of a split On the phones last night Like I said You don't have to choose It's just something that Inevitably comes up When you talk about Fighting on a A number of fronts And it will be interesting With tomorrow in mind I think it was too early When we spoke to Giovanni Van Bronckhurst yesterday To Say whether or not Alfredo Morelos Had Recovered Or, or what the, the Diagnosis was on that injury uh, APTRM 80s on Twitter Says this is when it gets real I remember the last time in 2008 I started booking time off work When we got through to the quarters And it felt different Because Walter had us hard to beat uh, Right now both teams could end up with a double Both still in a treble uh, Yeah it's going to be quite the run in That is for sure all But of, let's All about the width of your vision You know If your vision extends no further than Them The other lot The team across the road The team on the other side of the city Then you want the league mm. But if you're If you're A more Cosmopolitan Modern mm. type You want the Europa League What's What's More Bragging rights Than mm. We won a European trophy And you did Of didn't? course Of course yeah But that, that It's not how some people see mm. it the, the, the ones who cannot Bring themselves To name the other team By their name mm. They will want the league Again though If you've won the European trophy And that other lot That you can't name haven't Then that's a feather in your cap But anyway We'll leave that for the moment Because we've got big games This afternoon And we will go back Around the grounds next The team with the biggest support In Glasgow and the West This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard 15 minutes away from kickoff in big games up and down the country, up and down the divisions. Celtic against Ross County, the chance to go six points clear and put a bit of pressure on Rangers before they play at Dens tomorrow. We've got four other big games in the Premiership this afternoon. We will go back to Celtic Park just before kickoff. So let's take a nod to some of the other games before we do that. St Mirren against Dundee United. Uh, Roger Hanna noticed pictures of Tony Watts uh, out. Talking with his former manager Stephen Robinson of course They were together at Motherwell On different side of things today And um, I just wondered If you would elaborate on 
Tony Fitzpatrick Such a synonymous name With St Mirren Last home game As chief executive I think knowing him He probably doesn't Want any fuss uh, But it's, it's a big occasion for him Yeah as you, dr- you drive in And drive past The Tony Fitzpatrick Family stand Here at the Smyzer Stadium and This is a man who Was one of the greatest Players in St Mirren's history A cup winner in 1987 with him in his second spell at the club he was briefly manager of the club he's now back as chief executive of the club and he's not going away he's going to stay on in an ambassadorial role after he relinquishes his duties at the end of this month as chief executive officer and he is probably the most loved son of St Mirren Football Club uh, certainly of the modern era um, I think it's a shame he's not coming out onto the park this afternoon it was his, his decision I think he was offered the opportunity to have a presentation on the pitch and it probably says it all about Tony that and what's a big game for Stephen Robinson and the players with a chance of the top six at stake that he is modest to get the better of him and he just wants to, to let the current generation of players and manager take centre stage today doesn't get much tighter really does it though In the race for the top six As you said earlier Roger United and St Mirren are level on points That's the same points total as the team in sixth So today is absolutely massive And one of those days where you'll also be Tuning into us or checking your phone To see how the teams round about you are doing God, God, there's one point between six teams There's one point between half of the Premiership table I've never known anything like it Obviously Celtic Rangers and Hearts are away But there's, there's three places up for grabs And as we said at the top of the show The sides currently in those positions Fourth, fifth and sixth Hibs, Livy, Ross County They've all got awkward away games today So there's an opportunity for one of these sides in Paisley And there's an opportunity for your beloved Motherwell at Perth To make up some ground to get into the top six tonight And then once you're there, it's there for you to lose Yeah, if we're looking at the teams trying to get into the top six Then Motherwell would be one of those They're at St Johnston today Dave Galloway is at this stage of the season Dave, where managers can say all they want about not focusing on on other results but the St Johnson fans will be banking on Rangers winning at Dundee tomorrow so they'll then know that they can perhaps take advantage if they win this afternoon that's exactly it in a nutshell uh, Gordon um, you know what a chance just just thinking of St John's what a chance for Nadir Chiefchi to come in, in into the side today you know and, and endear himself to the St Johnson supporters by making an impact in, in, in what is a massive um, game for them like you say uh, Rangers are at Dundee tomorrow nearly everybody expects Dundee to lose that one so Saints will see this as uh, you know a really big chance to open up a four point gap at the foot of the table um, for the size of the crowd it's not a massive crowd overall but there's a decent atmosphere building up both sets of fans have got their uh, little singing sections they're both banging on drums so it's it's building up very nicely well boss Graham Alexander he's been fulsome in his praise for the, the, the backing they've had from their supporters they are here in decent numbers to my left today willing the team uh, to you know push on as they go for the victory which could see them rise from 8th up to fourth so a very exciting game in prospect hopefully looking at the Aberdeen Hibs game Fraser Wisher this is a crucial period for Aberdeen isn't it because they absolutely could still make top six but at the moment if you're a pessimist you're looking at being you know close to getting dragged towards that playoff place if things don't start looking up there's two things that could happen if you know if bottom six um, because St Johnson and Dundee could end up just being in this uh, this battle between themselves which looks more likely and then for the other four that in the bottom six there's not really much to play for and uh, but Aberdeen <laughs> it sounds really daft 
but they could get dragged into to this if they lose today and St Johnson win the gap goes to five points and you know you can sometimes get bogged down in stats but stats are remarkable for both these teams I mean Aberdeen in ten games have got no wins five draws if they continue that form remember it happened to Hibs in 2014 I think it was uh, just a disastrous run towards the end of the season they could get dragged into a relegation battle but as you said win today and, and they could be in the top six and all of a sudden they're really pushing for a European place and fourth which at the end of the season when nobody knows what went on the, 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 the final figures say you're fourth in, in the league it's not the worst season for Aberdeen so really isn't the balance here and, and you know all the talk you, you guys have been having about one point between six teams and the reason is that nobody can put together any kind of winning runs so with three games to go whoever can pick up maybe six or seven points they can maybe just put a wee bit of a gap between them and for Aberdeen I think it's absolutely vital that they win this game because the next game's at Dens Park against Dundee and all of a sudden things get a wee bit edgy and I think they'll get it today I think Hibs just look at a team who are not going to score and, and the stats are awful for them only scored in two of their last ten games and I think Aberdeen will be very tight but I think like this game earlier on in the season that Roger was talking to me about earlier I think Aberdeen will just get this 1-1-0 Yeah the, the Scottish Cup we, we always say it before the games Fraser it can serve as either a welcome Distraction from the league Or it can actually pile more pressure on you If things go wrong So with, with that in mind That was an important win for Sean Maloney At, at Motherwell last week wasn't it? Yeah And it, and it was helped by Beavis McGabby's tackle which, which was a red card uh, all day And playing with 10 men But remember in the second half Motherwell did okay They got the goal back And then all of a sudden They began to put a bit of pressure And Hibs just dropped off They didn't play the same intensity as well So a bit like Aberdeen Hibs could finish fourth And win the Scottish Cup And everything looks rosy But uh, on the other hand A defeat today and two or three teams around them get points they could drop out the top six and all of a sudden the pressure starts to build up we're just in a key a key next two or three weeks after the international break there's two games to go and that's a real key period for the teams in the middle of the table and uh, as you say Hibs season could go either way uh, if you look at Hearts Livingston David Friel I'm hoping you can keep an eye on the super scoreboard derby element Marvin Bartley on the touchline Andy Halliday in the Hearts team in fact is he playing left back? I think he is Gordon, So he's going to be right next to the dugouts So I'm going to need you to keep an eye on that See if there's any needle Not a problem Yeah I will do he's, um, No it's good to see Andy in the team again Obviously Hart's got a few injuries And he's had to shift about But no he will be there And it's, listen, it's a big game for both teams I think everybody just expects Hart's now to finish third And they will That's, that's not even up for debate But he spoke about the other teams there In terms of where they could end up after today's game Same with Livingston Livingston could go fourth potentially But the teams below them could leap, leapfrog them You know it's also tight And you know, I think they've had a break. Obviously, we weren't involved in the Scottish Cup last weekend. I think David Martindale will probably hope that they're just refreshed. But I do think losing Bruce Anderson is such a blow for Levy. You know, he's been really, really good this season. I think he was only maybe a couple of goals away from like, an all-time Livingston record in the top flight. So it's a real blow that he's out. And let's hope he's he's back soon because he's, he's had a hard start to life at Levy, but really come on to a game there. But Livingston will miss him today. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking of David Friel in the baking sunshine there uh, at Tynecast. I just wonder how you feel, Mark Wilson. Are you are you feeling a bit jealous that you're now no longer the most sunburnt member of the the Super Scoreboard team? I mean, you you would give him a run for his money. Oh no, he's certainly taking that off me. He, David, yeah, yeah. no good in the sun. Could you give Big Red Face any advice? Big Red Face. <laughs> <laughs> well, he says he's took the factor fifty, so he'll be all right. Prepared. Right, let's leave it there because we've got big games kicking off, and we will go back to Celtic Park next. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, and Gordon DL are in the studio, but we've got the top team around the grounds, and the sun is shining at Celtic Park for the visit of Ross County. Andrew McLean is going to take us up to kick off. 
Yeah, a nice moment here, just waiting for the teams to come out, but some children, some young Celtic fans that are living with disabilities are out on the pitch at the moment, and they will get to meet their heroes as they make their way out the tunnel in a couple of seconds' time. That Celtic team is Joe Hart in goals, the back four, Josip Juranovic, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Carol Starfelt and Greg Taylor. The midfield three, Rayo Hattati, Callum McGregor and Tom Rogic. It's Dyson Maeda and Jota either side of Jorgos Xhakimakis. For Ross County, Ross Laidlaw in goal for them. The back four, Kane Ramsey, Jack Baldwin, Alex Jacobetti and Connor Randall. The midfield three, Ross Callahan, Harry Payton and Jordan Tilson. Joseph Hungo and the league top goal scorer, Regan Charles-Cook, either side of Jordan White for Malky Mackay's side today. Celtic Park maybe taking a wee bit of time to fill up today. I don't know whether that's the, the beer garden fever that's taking over Glasgow at the moment, but with this weather it's got the feeling really of that the end of the season is starting to close in, which it really is, just eight league games left to go. And as much as Anne Postacoglu sort of dismisses talk of focusing on the league table, there's no doubting that a win here puts further pressure on Rangers tomorrow, while anything other than a win opens the door and gives the rivals a boost that you don't want to give them at this point in the campaign. And it's not just a vital day for Celtic as well, there's battles all over the table, and Ross County very much in the hunt for that top six. Every point up until the split is absolutely crucial at the moment, and Malky Mackay knows that. It took Celtic until deep into injury time to get the win in Dingwall in December. Ross County have drawn with Rangers since then as well. Confidence in their squad will be high, but can they boost their own top six chances and affect the title race today? Only time will tell. Goal flashes. Fire Industrial Services, leading the way in industrial and corporate branded workwear. So getting underway up and down the country, big league games, it is certainly the business end of the season. So with that in mind, let's see if you hopeless tipsters can eventually get an ACA up between now and the end of the campaign. What's it looking like today? Celtic narrow win against Ross County, Hearts narrow win against Livingston, Sydney and Dundee United a draw, Hibbs with Elias Merkelson. Up front to beat Aberdeen at the Tawdry. That's the big shout of the day. And Motherwell to finally give themselves mm. a shake and win a league match at Perth. I'm going to go for home win Celtic, home win Hearts, home win St Mirren, home win Aberdeen, oh, and a draw. St Johnson, Motherwell. Okay, I'll mix up a little bit. I'll go Celtic to win at home. I'm going Hearts, Livingston, draw. I'm going Dundee United away win in Paisley. Aberdeen home one and Motherwell will eventually get that first league one of this, the new year Right, so we're getting underway then big games lots to look forward to this afternoon you can stay in touch on Twitter all throughout the games at Clyde SSB and as always on a Saturday I'll give you the nod for you to get involved on the open line a bit later on as well is it a moment's silence or a moment's yeah. applause before the game I think it's a minute's silence Frank by Connor. the looks of it yeah. Gordon DL you were at the funeral yeah, and uh, during the week and it was great to see a lot of the the old ex-Celtic players there uh, Gordon showing their respects uh, had a terrific turnaround Turn out. He was a terrific man A terrific man One of the best I've ever met In football Just a football man Loved it And um, it's fitting today That the Celtic fans Are giving that applause um, it, feels so, it, it feels so rude To interrupt A conversation like this one But already Goal flashes With AspireGlasgow.com Hearts 1 Livingston nil. Benny Beningame Straight 
out the blocks and opening the scoring for Hearts. I think he opened the scoring in the cup game, didn't he? Against St Mirren on the tail. Mm. Anyway. Is Livingston uh, out the dressing room yet? Yes, they are. <laughs> uh, there was a couple of minutes gone there. Um, Hearts won Livy nil. Benny Beningamy on the score sheet. Marvin Bartley, angry man, will not be happy at that. Not at all. Not a way to start a game. I hope Andy Harley didn't gesture in front of him when the goal was scored. <laughs> uh, I will never hear the end of it, but that's a terrific start for Hearts. That just... Uh, Changes the whole complexion of the afternoon I don't think there was anything better In football All the preparation all week Get into a game And you score in the first few minutes No, I think so It just lifted the pressure Off you a bit Yeah, especially, especially, home, home especially, yeah. especially in a home game But uh, as uh, you know, a Livingston manager Dave Martindale will be Thinking of we left the dressing room We've only uh, just got underway at Celtic Park So that minute's applause And there was a bit of a delay to, to things Only just kicked off Their hearts are already in front It was across to the back post uh, Put back in by Atkinson It was deflected out And then scored Quite a similar distance Really to the one last week If you remember uh, Seeing it on TV Against St Mirren So Hearts are one up Through Benny Beningamy I'm not sure he was Brought for his Goal scoring exploits But he's doing alright At the moment And um, Hearts genuinely did score Before the Celtic game Even started That's the, the <laughs> time frame That, that we're Is on that, today That's the third week in a row Is it not That we've had a, An exceptionally early goal Was it up at McDermott Park A couple of weeks ago And then yeah, Hearts Dundee United. United Yeah, yeah. Oh, Dundee United Hearts yes. Was it yep. Yeah And another one this afternoon Oh Not another two mm. Goal flashes With AspireGlasgow.com St Mirren have taken the lead Early on at home To Dundee United It's Henderson A terrific solo goal From him Again Scored that fantastic goal uh, Was that when the last time these sides met up at Tannadice? Just like the one at Tannadice, says Roger Hanna That's not bad if you can produce that again And St Mirren are one up on Dundee United Hearts are one up on Livy What a start to the afternoon I thought Dundee United were poor against Celtic on Monday night in the Scottish Cup Admittedly they were without players like Charlie Mulgrew But uh, Celtic made them look very ordinary indeed uh, So that's a great start St Mirren inspired by that game against Hearts They may have lost it 4-2 But they were terrific They played their part last Saturday night In one of the games of the season Connor Ronan has been picked by Stephen Kenny For the Republic of Ireland There's a feel-good factor mm. kicking in Jota going close, sorry Hugh Good pass outside of the foot by Rogic Drives to the edge of the box But fires over the bar It's certainly not a good start for Matt Acker um, <laughs> But there's still a long, long way to go um, I just feel that we could have a lot of goals this afternoon, Gordon. I think the players are responding to the sunshine, looking forward to attacking football. So I'm hopeful we're going to get plenty of goals. Certainly looks like it. Dumbarton nil, Falkirk one. So not just the Premiership. Jay's KBL with the goal on four minutes. Now see, he's on loan from Livy oh. to Falkirk. So you should have heard Bartley and Kenny Miller when they were in together on Wednesday <laughs> discussing him. His Strengths, his weaknesses, what the future holds. I, mean, I couldn't possibly speak out of turn and broadcast. No, no, no. no. They've been pretty complimentary for what it's worth. Um, but he has opened the scoring for Falkirk. Very good. Just seen that Jota opportunity again. He's playing off the right today. Great pass from Rogic outside of the mm. foot. And you do not want to be left one and one if you're a full back. And that's what happened. But I think Jota. Could have actually taken that on a bit. It just shoots just over. I quite, I quite like Jota off. I know he plays most of his stuff off the left. I quite like him off the right. I think it's a nice balance. I think he's, you know, he can come inside. He's confident either foot. 
Um, Celtic look like they're up for this this afternoon. Off to a good start. Well, I'll tell you what, we've had two goals. Is it three? Two, 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 two goals already, two. and we've not even launched the first half teaser here. So yeah. let's not hang around any longer. The first half teaser with the slash football for the best football news and opinion online. Since the start of 2020, eight players have scored three goals or less for the Scottish men's national team. Name them. Since the start of 2020, eight players have scored three goals or less for the Scottish men's national team. Name them. should say it doesn't include penalty shootouts because obviously we're brilliant at those, but just normal... Conventional goals during the game If you don't mind At Clyde SSB That is where you send the answers on Twitter We're looking ideally for One tweet With all eight names on it And to win the teaser You need to beat everyone else to it So get thinking Get your eight names down on Twitter And send them over to At Clyde SSB So they've scored for the Scotland men's national team obviously But fewer than three times So see if you can come up with the answers Gordon DL, I'm not sure why that question confuses you It could not be more straightforward Uh, It's very straightforward now Especially when I see the first answer going in there But I was a sort of eye going the other way I sort of misheard you over in the corner there So what what were you thinking exactly? More than three goals Right, okay Um, Montrose nil, Cove Rangers won Mitch Meganson Cove goal machine As they look towards winning that division They would hope Things you never thought you'd hear Cove goal scoring machine <laughs> but, He certainly has uh, You were I, speaking earlier I, I, on Mark About the, the The need To get an early goal Because of what it, The confidence boost it gives you You know the, Particularly so for Celtic today I think because You've seen games at Celtic Park this season Dundee United uh, Leela Bada Having to score in the 94th minute To get Celtic the win The Dundee game Mark McGee Taking them to Celtic Park 2-2 with four minutes to go Giacomacus then saves Celtic's blushes uh, so I think a, an early goal for Celtic would be advisable but the five minutes in still nil nil. good start to the game at Pataudry still level there uh, Jasper just whipped in a free kick from wide on the left it beats the keeper you can just imagine the way um, and flies ever so close to the post but no opening goal there yet uh, almost 2-0 for Hearts Boys passing to Sims But a good save By Max Stryek so. Would you have that one? A draw? I, I had a draw yes And I'm still confident um, A lot of football still to be played Mark <laughs> uh, Ross County had a corner A few moments ago Didn't come to anything though As Celtic had uh, Some defending to do That'll be a good battle out there On that right hand side for Celtic Juranovic against Charles Cook There was a, a foot race there And it was uh, Keenly contested And Ross County Ended up winning The corner out of it But You look at Ross County's Attacking players You know Hungbo Charles Cook This season They have been Tremendous That's why this game Isn't as easy In paper As When the fixtures Come out Celtic fans Would have looked at it And thought Ross County At mm. home at that time Of the season Oh we'll take that But mm. it certainly isn't You've got to give credit To Malcolm Mackay yeah. what, a, what a job he's, he's done Since he's went in there It's yeah. an important stat That Andrew gave us Earlier on In the last 20 games That's mm-hmm. worth repeating I'm not talking 5 or 6 here In the last 20 games They've been the third best team in the league Brilliant So it tells you how bad their start was Oh their start was horrendous Remember before they met at Dens Park Yeah yeah, Really poor But you know, we've only played 30 games So in two thirds of this season They've been the third best team in the yeah. division Yeah They really have been, been excellent since then So 
Uh, not necessarily going to be easy for Celtic this afternoon Although I'm sure Ange Postacoglu will hope that it does become straightforward as the afternoon progresses Well, he's got good options on the bench if he gets the impression it's not going his way But uh, you can always tell in the first 10 minutes uh, if, if Celtic are in the mood uh, They've certainly been on the front foot in the first 7 minutes of the game uh, But not yet testing the Ross County goalkeeper you know, Giacomakis of course leading the line Fresh from his two goal display uh, At Tanadice. I like him I like what he brings to the team Gordon um, I think he's a worker He's he's, he's a strong lad He, he, he gets goals um, You know he puts himself For a striker in good positions he, He's I think he's got something about him I really do Okay he's not Kyogo We know that but I think that he's the best option through the middle because Maeda, for me, is not. I think he's better coming off that flank with plenty of grass in behind with his his pace. He's got blistering pace. Uh, so I fancy him to get a goal. See for, see for the amount of goals he's scored already. I think that's quite impressive. You know, taking into account that he was injured, they all seem to be kind of similar goals. Well, everyone's been first touch. Yeah, yeah. first touch. That front post area, even the one the other night where it was a mistake, he's still gambling into that front post mm. area. You very rarely see him score a header or take it in, turn and shoot. But at least Jota and Maeda, and if it's a bad or Forrest, they know the runs he's going to make. That obviously helps you when you're playing against a striker. You know where he's going to be. He takes a gamble, Mark. For a centre, if you watch him, uh, and I watch him closely, because um, I like watching strikers and their movement, he takes gambles. He just takes a gamble where the ball's going to go And uh, he's very good at it And he gets his rewards And as I say, I think he brings a lot to the Celtic attack Yeah, still goals there then Nine minutes gone, Celtic nil, Ross County nil But we've not been starved of goals elsewhere Oh, certainly not Goal flashes With AspireGlasgow.com St Johnston nil, Motherwell 1 And it's Kevin Van Veen Who has opened the scoring 25 yards out A low drive beyond Xander Clark. That's not the start that St Johnston were looking for given their position in the table But in terms of Motherwell's push for the top six, just the start they were looking for Xander Clark, no chance Poor defending though, Van Veen with the finish and Motherwell lead by a goal to nil As yeah, all managers say, long road that has no turning Five Which, points out of 30 for Motherwell going into this game today Yeah, um, Hugh, I just feel there's a lot of goals in there today for some unknown reason But It's the weather, got to be Yeah, terrific start It's the for, only logical explanation Terrific start for Motherwell But we will certainly be keeping our eye on that one at Perth Because there's a big, big moment of the season for Mark Wilson with Chifty Oh, that's <laughs> true Yeah, he's hoping he gets a kick uh, even <laughs> a shot at goals would be encouraging for Mark. Don't write him off. Don't write him off. Got to say, it's a tremendous strike from Van Veen. Gordon is a die-hard Motherwell man. Would you be worried about him moving on this summer? Nah. Are you talking no. about Gordon? Oh, the form that he's shown in one season. I've we've seen it happen before. Players come to this league. He's he's one of the standout frontmen in the league when he's on his game. That last sentence when is he's important. on his game. That yeah. last sentence is important. Yeah, yeah, but he's just got good attributes about him. Goal flashes with AspireGlasgow.com. You don't see him score headers, says Mark Wilson. Celtic one, Ross <laughs> County nil. Jackamakis <laughs> at the back post with a header. I assume it was one touch though, unless he's flicked it up for himself. And Celtic have the lead. It was Jota with the cross. Jackamakis with the header. And I it's Celtic you, one, Ross County nil. We've nearly got a goal guy. in every game. I told you about this guy. 
Um, there's something about him. He just he goes into space. He attacks that space. He believes the ball can has got to land there, and uh, he gets his rewards. As I say, he's brought so much. It's good wing play. Um, you know, on the left hand side, great ball, <gasps> great ball in. Oh, I listen, Hugh Evans would have scored that. No chance. What, I, a, what I, a delivery! Great, great attacking. No, header. I was listening. I, I, I appreciate that. It was oh, delivery's brilliant. It sounded like I was being harsh on Jackie Marcus. It, it was more meant as a. A compliment to the delivery, Hugh, but he did still yeah. get up well. Listen, he's assembling the numbers now, as they say. I think that's his tenth goal. Yeah. Uh, Goals to minutes will be very impressive yeah. because it's all right, even talking about appearances, which will be quite low. But when you take the minutes into account, it'll be quite a good ratio. Yeah, I, I mean, he got scruffy goals at Tannadice uh, on Monday night, but. The scruffier the better if you're Ange Postecoglou, uh, and that is a fantastic cross and met with yeah. a terrific it, header yeah. by Giacomacchi. Yeah, it is actually a really good header as well, Mark. That's what I get for trying to be smart. Yeah. I was just trying to praise Jota's delivery. Yeah, delivery. Uh, delivery's different class, but take everything I said a few minutes ago, put it in the bin because that's what I didn't really see from him before. You know, I know he scored a header before, but it was front post as well. But that is what. Celtic fans always like to go back to like John Hartson and Chris Sutton, those big powerful centre forwards who bullied centre halves, and that was kind of reminiscent of that back post run, great leap, and just the power in it. So I did say, goal. I did say, Mark, I love Jota coming off the right hand side. It's a great ball, uh, as he, a brilliant ball, as he went down the left wing and crossed <laughs> it. Uh, but you're right, he's he, look, he's enjoying scoring goals. This guy, uh, he's confident. Um, and he can't wait for the next game And after 15 mm. minutes He gets another one again today mm. More to come from him well, Just to move played. the goalposts quickly uh, Or to clarify something on your teaser Hugh Friendlies don't count Right so that, right. that, that I think the couple of friendlies We haven't played many But I think the ones just before the Euros uh, It's sort of competitive games only So that takes yeah. in the Euros The qualifiers The Nations League All the rest of it I think people So should. in other words Don't say Jack Hendry Or Kevin Nisbet All right in, in a nutshell People should assume That we're talking about Competitive football here nah, it's the I national think, football I think we team. should have Clarified mm. that mm. But anyway As I say Celtic are a minute late for me I, I said earlier on You can always tell In the first 10 minutes Whether Celtic are Up for it or not And they scored After 11 minutes And uh, They are Up for it They're Passing Ross County About mm. like a parcel now Andrew McLean Reliably informs me It was a goal Every 118 minutes Before today Which is all well and good But get your calculator out And tell me what that means After today Because he's now done it Inside the opening uh, Exchanges Did Celtic were claiming for, for a penalty Where they marked Jota was convinced That when he crossed I think it was Humble Just in front of him he was convinced <laughs> That it was Off the arm penalty. And you've got to say <laughs> That's that. a penalty kick Hungmo has put his arms out to the left hand side, almost bo- both arms. I thought it was a good. Sa- I thought it was a good save, Matt. <laughs> it was a good yeah. save. Um, he put his hand out as if he was hailing a bus. And the it- only thing that would make you have any sympathy, and I'm not sure this changes anything as, as far as the the decision goes, is extremely close to Jota. You know, he's, he's a yard off, and Jota kicks the ball. But yeah, I, yeah That's not me saying It's not um, no, reason a yard away. Decision. no reason for his yeah. hand To be extended yeah. In that fashion Yeah It's he, a penalty He's extended his arm In that fashion To stop the cross He's actively what, To he's stop that to cross that. Yeah, that's, incre- like that's incredible nah, I think that clearly Can decision. be the case You're yeah. trying to handball it in the box Why Why would he No no I get what you're saying But you think He thought 
I'm going to hand. I'm going to handball yeah. this. I'm, I'm going to stick my hand out it. to block this cross. I mm. think it's well. No, 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 no. An automatic mm. reaction, maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah, he's, he's not had the the time to think that through, mm. but. He's obviously put his arms out for a reason. That's an incredible. The fact sometimes, the from the ref. So, sometimes, Matt, you need to take a deep breath and think what you're saying before you say it. Um, <laughs> Which is rich coming for this guy. If this guy's giving you advice on that sort of stuff, uh, I uh, think he thought I'm catching this. Uh, I'm, putting a glove. I'm sticking I'm, to my first. Yeah. I'm putting a glove on this. I think the, the the serious aspect is that people fear that big matches. Uh, are going to be affected by seriously bad calls, and that's a seriously bad call. Yeah, you, you would, you would go round in circles trying to second guess the referees. The only thing I can assume, Mark, because you can't, you can't fail to notice that his hand is outstretched. Impossible. Yeah. You can't fail to notice that the ball hit his hand. Impossible. Don Robertson must have had something in his mind about the distance. Otherwise, it's. It, very much inexplicable It might still it's be inexplicable be, anyway Yeah But you know what I'm, I'm trying to be the distance. That's, the, the process Yeah that's the only thing I can think of You think that's too close That Hungbo couldn't do anything about it um, But he's wrong you know, I'm, That's the most important yeah. thing yeah. Um, McCann, McMahon sorry He's been booked for tugging back Henderson The young St Mirren player on fire so far uh, We did say It's an international themed teaser It's international week And Jacob Brown has scored again for Stoke I think that's a couple of weeks uh, in a row for him He'll join up with the squad I guess it'll be tomorrow Won't it? Tends to be the Sort yeah. of Sunday um, Of international week Got another one of these Goal flashes With AspireGlasgow.com And Celtic have Doubled their advantage It's Celtic 2 Ross County 0 And I think it's Jackamakis again An initial header Cleared off the line But then headed In the rebound To make it a double For him And a double for Celtic A second double In the space of a few days And uh, on a hat-trick already Like I say He doesn't score many headers <laughs> and, and he scored Two Like it was coming After Celtic Have taken the lead With that That Giacomacchus header They have been All over Ross County And Giacomacchus Made a couple of good runs Front post That he almost could have Scored his trademark goal He's followed it up With a second And Yep Hugh was right Celtic are certainly In the mood This afternoon This could be anything now Oh, it's a good finish. Like that plays a wee one-two with the defender on the line, Gordon. Yeah, it's a good finish. He's unlucky with the first one. Defender gets there, comes back out to him. He reacts quickest, Gordon. Just a man in form, a man that loves well, scoring goals. As you said earlier, right place, right time. Goal flashes with AspireGlasgow.com. Who says Hibs don't score enough? Well, they technically still haven't because it's an own goal from Calvin Ramsey. That puts Hibs one up at Aberdeen So it's Aberdeen nil, Hibs one Calvin Ramsey Own goal He's had quite the season Started off brilliantly Lots of speculation Didn't leave in January Form perhaps Dit Club still struggling To get going And now he's put into his own net To give Hibs a one goal lead at Pataudry When I said it would be an away win at Pataudry There was a sharp intake of breath Yeah there were Hugh But I'm telling you Hibs are I think just showing signs of coming to life under Sean Maloney and uh, unfortunately for Jim Goodwin he's not yet getting a tune out of Aberdeen Goal Flashes with AspireGlasgow.com St Johnston are level what a big goal that could be at the bottom it is Callum Hendry a header from Mika Holberg's cross and uh, St Johnston have got themselves level just as we move towards the 
Halfway point of the first half They had trailed to that Kevin Van Veen goal But they're level That will be very, very important for Callum Davidson Yeah, the weather is bringing goals, Gordon Seven goals already uh, The boys will be absolutely loving their football Sitting there basking in the sunshine Getting good entertainment But Mother will be disappointed with that St Johnston fighting for their lives down there A lot of football still to be played in that game I don't like football in sunshine it's clearly better It's clearly bringing out the goals And Mark Wilson That's what we said About the nature of this If you were Two minutes ago You're looking at the Things from a Motherwell perspective They're in front They're seeing at Ross County trailing They're seeing Dundee United trailing Thinking right that's a day Where you can start to climb Towards the top six Now they're level uh, And you don't quite know What that means for For Aberdeen and yeah. And Hibs because Aberdeen don't really know whether to look up or look down at the moment, exactly. so it's, it's all uh, it's enthralling to watch. You know, even as a neutral watching these teams, you know, battle out for the top six because it does mean so much. One of the guys touched on it earlier. The bottom six could be meaningless for some of these teams, so they're really wanting in that top six. And for Motherwell to get them noses in front, you know, Graham Alexander will be so disappointed to concede so soon after. But you got to say, it's <laughs> it's a good header. From yeah, Henry. he does well, Gordon, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, he gets across the defender. Good ball in. Uh, good play by St Johnston using the width of the pitch. Good ball in. He gets across the defender. Goalkeeper, absolutely no chance. Level. Quite similar, Mark, to the goal that Hibbs scored last week. That front post run across yeah. Motherwell centre backs is a bit of a, a theme at the moment. Well, that's what annoyed the manager. No doubt he would have pointed out, he would have seen it this season. Motherwell centre-backs maybe a bit static, immobile at times, and that's been a real kind of thorn in the side for them this season. So, yeah, they need to mm. sort that out. When they come up against better sides in St. Johnson, then they will get punished. OK, let's reset. Celtic are 2-0 up on Ross County. Let me take you through things at the moment because there is a lot happening. Uh, hearts are one up on Livy, but it's all Hearts. They're playing some nice stuff. St Mirren one up on Dundee United. Jay Henderson running the show. Aberdeen have conceded an own goal. Hibs are one up there. And it's St Johnston one, Motherwell one. Remind me of your teaser, please, Hugh. I will. Since 2020... Eight players have scored three goals or less for the Scottish men's national team. Name them. Now, there is still a place available on the podium, so get thinking at Clyde SSB. Remember, it's competitive games only. The friendlies do not count. So get your answers in. Now, I've got a bit of a theory about this question because there's going to be a quite a narrow frame here. You're not going to just... Produ- you know who's in the Scotland squad. Uh-huh. So there's only a certain amount of wrong answers that you can you can really get. Um, let's see what have we got here So Mikko threw in Nisbet for instance But to be fair that's probably uh, Before we clarified that it wasn't Friendlies uh, to be included um, So that's why Scott Connie says Are you sure there's not nine? Well no because The friendlies do not count um, mm. uh, I can no. see one coming in here From Adam Daniel who says The skipper Andy Robertson No That was 2019 Mark Wilson's gaffer Oh, oh he isn't one No he's not one Oh one Yeah rub that out Cyprus in 2019 um, FM Dafty says Lyndon Dykes Nope He scored more than that You would imagine In that time He also says James Forrest Not James Ape And Stuart Armstrong Not Stu Okay get your guesses in At Clyde mm-hmm. SSB Since the start of 2020 Eight players have scored Three or less For the men's national team can you name them? 
And it does not include yeah. friendlies. Yeah, yeah. Got that? You got that? I think so. And yeah. here's another one for you. Okay. Remember your mics. This up. doesn't really work on radio. You two just having your own <laughs> little private conversation over in the. Everybody heard oh that my as well. I, you're good at whispering, Bonnie. <laughs> uh, John McGinn's another common wrong answer. He's got more than that. Oh, He's got four since then. You're the top goal scorer for us just now, John McGinn. Of, of the current players yeah. playing, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, he will be. What's he got about four? No, yeah, he's, in, he's into double figures. I think he's at about. I think he's at about twelve or thirteen. Eleven. There we go. That, that's that impressive. What age is John McGinn? About no oh, twenty. What is this? Uh, Come you, on, Gordon. You, you, you know what? You've got a Twenty-seven. <laughs> Size <laughs> ten that? shoe. Uh, what's blue eyes. What's his postcode? Uh, Mark thinks he's Bradley Walsh Yeah If it's a chase <laughs> Do you know I've noticed this about Mark He asks a lot of questions But that's oh. not that's not criticism I like it ah, It shows yeah. that he's interested Not even on air Have you ever heard him in the office You notice that If you do not Gordon ask you DL, will never know like Gordon DL questions. comes in Only really thinks about himself Yeah The question would be mm-hmm. you know, like, Who's getting me a coffee That sort of thing mm. Feet up on the couch Sometimes goes to sleep Mark's always over at the news team How does this work And how does that work And who does that And who writes that news And, and how do you go about doing this And what yeah. does that mean But have you ever noticed When Mark, yeah. Mark comes in The news team Go on oh, no Here he's coming <laughs> Oh no Everybody keep your head down I think I asked, him, I asked him the other week If I could get a shot Of reading the news Oh you did such a good job Of those fake adverts That we yeah, had for you here, So it's, um, it's quite similar Get me in yeah, you can Make sure it. it's an important day So I can Give it a go yeah. You only need the voice, do you know? See, I was interested well, about that, how, that's how, you're how, how you right right together. That's where you failed right away. Yeah. Uh, Maeda with a close range header saved by Laidlaw, so Celtic trying to put this one to Ross bed. Ross County are getting an absolute pasting. They have just been given the runaround that, that Joe Hart hasn't been seen. Hugh, I, I mentioned before. A sunny day at Celtic Park at this stage we of the season, no. right? We need to stop mentioning the weather, seriously. No, 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 no. I'm just telling you as a player. So if it right? rains when, at half time, Ross County are going to come back I, in. I, I'm telling you as a player that it was the best experience. See, when you get an early goal and the pressure kind of lifts and you can then go and enjoy yourself, it was mm. amazing. To, to play in. And it looks like these Celtic players are thinking the same. Oh. For a man who suffers sunburn so. Drastically, I'm, I'm surprised to hear you say that. But, La- but look Laidlaw, at the pitch. Laidlaw's now had a, oh, I was going to say Laidlaw's now had a really good save, but it hasn't lasted long. Goal flashes with AspireGlasgow.com. Celtic are now three goals to the good and only 26 minutes. Giacomakis, header from a corner. <laughs> it may be deflected off Maeda, so I don't know who will get the official credit, but it might be a hat trick for Giacomakis. Or it might be Maeda with, I think it was Maeda uh, with the final touch. Either way, Celtic are 3-0 up, that's what you need to know. Well, Maeda had a header uh, a minute ago, which uh, Laidlaw saved brilliantly, yeah. And And he's just had another brilliant save as well. Yeah, And when you consider the goalkeepers performing heroic, Celtic are three up and were denied a stonewall penalty. And we're only 25 minutes in. Are you still going for a tight game? (laughs) Are you you sticking by that prediction? I said... I said... Yes, oh, that's oh, Maeda's all day. That's Maeda's yeah. all day. Well, he played a huge what, though, part in the, in the second goal. He's got the, he's got the knack of sort of opportunist or scrappy goals. You know, just being there. If you look at his goals since he came, he's mm. you know right place, right time. Gets himself in in good areas. It's and not, um, it's not a bad thing. It's that, a good reaction know? that one, isn't it? Yeah. Sticks out the left leg. 
He just drifts off to the back post. Ross County players thinking, nah, we'll not bother picking him up. And Giacomakis just heads on his toe. So the combination for the second goal is reverse. Maeda was on to Giacomakis this time. Giacomakis. If you watch it, it's so funny because the guy in the back post runs to the front post and Maeda puts it in where he's just run from. What, what are Ross County thinking there in if, terms of. If he'd have stood where he was, he would have just kicked the ball away. Yeah. But you're right. He's. he's just took a gamble and uh, off Giacomakis's header see if you're defending that you surely must know that Giacomakis is a danger in the air and Maeda is a you know opportunist in front of goal he'll be one of the dangers yet there's no Ross County player within about five yards of him yeah poor defender uh, set play uh, Malky will be disappointed with that I just I just had a feeling when I seen Celtic's team today I thought there was good pace good energy Craft in the middle of the park I used that word Before three Kraft. o'clock You must have looked it up um, This morning <laughs> You've used it twice Within <laughs> 30 minutes You've, you've nah, looked it up I think that's just Who makes the slices of cheese yeah. That he puts on his toast so, In the morning So it gave him some inspiration You know this is spelt Differently though yeah I'm not really caring I'm using that, that description um, But I just think that Oh And Ross County Are down to 10 men as well Kane Ramsey A straight red for a heavy challenge 3-0 down inside half an hour mm. And down to 10 men This could be the longest of longest afternoons In the sun uh, For Ross County <laughs> It was certainly a heavy tackle He won the ball He says We now mm. know that that's not always enough uh, We'll need to get another look at it In the week that people Speculated about uh, Hatati And speculated about um, Bevis Mugabe yeah. And Jordan Roberts He's had two bad tackles, Ramsey. He had a bad tackle on uh, Dyson Mieda. Uh, now he's had another one. Uh, mm. And the, the Ross County players get fed up being passed around like a parcel. And some of the tackling was mm. uh, questionable. And now they've paid the ultimate price. Well, straight away, without having seen it again, Mark, which we have to, I think the one thing that's clear is the force was there. The pace, it, absolutely flying in. He, can, he clearly wins the ball. Do you think that's a red mark? No, I no, don't. No, no um, I don't think it's a red. It's this, I think, thing, it's this thing about no. excessive force, isn't it? Everyone's got obsessed with it, referees. Maybe that is the right way to do it, but that it's the follow-through. Well, the, game, the game's changed. Rogic uh, is Rogic here on the floor, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, he's took a sore one, and that's fine, but surely that can, that can live alongside each other, that somebody comes in with force, wins the ball, and you get a sore one. I don't. For me, I don't think that's I think, a red. Yeah, I think that is the problem, though, isn't it? Once the rule states that you can't go in with excessive force, I mean, yeah, it's actually a clearance almost. He clears the ball and then and then sort he of falls through. through gets Rogic. So, look, I can see why Rogic is on the floor because mm. it looks a sore one after after uh, Ramsey comes through and hits the ball. But is that enough for a red card? N- not mm. for me. I, I think in another day, another ref referee would have probably seen that a bit different, gone. A lot of people had different opinions about Hatati the other night there. I thought that was mm. correct. To Is yellow. that excessive force though? Um, I don't think that's a red card. It's not last. No. Let's go through the, the working out process. I, I, but he, if, if that's not excessive force, what is? Because that, that was forceful, let's be honest. But he's forceful when he's kicked the ball. So how can you tell a player not to be forceful kicking the ball? Now if Rogic is in his path and kicking the ball... I think it's different if you're going to a tackle, a, a proper tackle and catch a player with well, excessive uh, force. It kind of was a tackle as well, wasn't it? He's not sort of, did he slide in, dived in? How would you describe it? 
Well, I don't think his feet were high no. either. No, you know what I mean. So I always look at that. Yeah, it only has to tick really. I think one of the one of the boxes. You know, in terms of is it excessive force? Is it endangering an opponent? The linesman standing what five yards away as well. So I wonder if he had any mm. part to play in that. Have had a, a yeah, better possibly because we don't hear the communications between. But anyway, Ross County down to ten men. I'm not entirely sure it impacts this game. Celtic were three 0 up at the time, um, very early on in this one. Fraser Fivey has put Cove Rangers two 0 up. Well, Joe Hart was so Trose. so bored by not being involved in the game. He nearly get involved in giving Ross County a goal uh, with a, a, a kind of slack ball. Um, so it, it is. A going over It is a bleaching It is whatever phrase You wish to use Well I'll tell you what it, Whether it was a red or not It has been enough To spell the end Of Tom Rogic's afternoon He's gone off And Matt O'Reilly Has come on um, I'm sort of Detecting a couple of similarities With Bevis McGabby Last week You remember Josh Doig yeah. Had to go mm. off On the back of that And this is where I find it A particularly difficult Debate Mark Because He's obviously endangered the safety of an opponent if the if the opponent has to go off injured, but people can get injured in tackles, and, and does the outcome yes. of the tackle really Im- impact the decision? You can kind of yeah, weigh yeah. up both. I ways. agree with that. So people may come on later and say, "Well, Rogic had to go off." That clearly proves it was a red card. Nonsense. It doesn't. Players do get injured, and it was the same last week. But does I thought McGabby's yeah. one was a yellow card. But but, do, but does it strength does it strengthen the case to say that that tackle endangered Tom Rogic? But surely also, then you you look at yeah. every tackle can endanger opponents. As yeah. soon as you go into a tackle a fifty fifty, mm. sure you're endangering the, the opponent across from you. I think if the player is unable to continue and he's been taken off without play resuming, he's unable to continue, therefore he was mm. someone who was endangered yeah. by the man who got the red card. I feel like you're both right and we need someone smarter than us to, to come and mm. try and negotiate the middle ground because at the same time I could I could tackle you in a perfectly fair manner Not even a free kick And you might end up injured Does that mean you were endangered? Well no. I, I, I'll have to go back to it I think the, the, mm. it was coming mm. the, the, the Ross County tackling was getting riskier and riskier It was the second bad one on Tom Rogic alone And my mm. summary would be If the player is unable to continue Then you endangered him but that's my point. What if what if you're unable to continue in a tackle that is completely tackle. innocuous yeah, but, and fair? But, but that tackle was not completely innocuous. If you examine mm. those two words, completely I know that, innocuous, but you, but it you, wasn't. But you just said, if you are unable to continue from a tackle, that means you've been endangered. But I'm trying to advertise that that might not always be the case. I, I can only mm. address the tackle by Ramsey mm. on Tom mm. Rogic. But that's not what you were doing, because you said... Broad brush If you can't continue From a tackle You've been in danger We're referring to This particular incident We've got one of these Goal flashes With AspireGlasgow.com Aberdeen are level Aberdeen mm. 1 Hibs 1 And it's Lewis Ferguson From the penalty spot He had never missed One in his career mm. He then missed The most recent one He took Craig Gordon Saved it But he's back on them today And goes down the middle To pull his side level Aberdeen 1 Hibs 1 Loves a penalty kick Lewis Ferguson oh. um, Yeah that's a That's a big goal for Aberdeen Just what we're looking at Five ten minutes before half time um, Jim looking for a result there Especially at home against Hibs um, Game on at Pittori And as I said For some reason The weather is bringing us Plenty of goals this afternoon 
Uh, yeah, it was a handball. Rocky Bashiri, a shot deflected, it hit his hand. Penalty given. Lewis Ferguson took like and Why scored. Why did it like that? Um, Try build it up, Mark. Talking about players who've gone off. Beningame was forced off. The goal scorer for Hearts. Cochrane came on. Matt O'Reilly replaced injured Tom Rogic. And in the aftermath of that sending off, you always sacrifice your creative threats, don't you? Joseph Hungbo goes off and Keith Watson comes on. So with an hour to play, Ross County are just going to try and... I don't think hanging in there even applies because you're 3-0 down but damage limitation that would be the phrase I think so yeah just make it as hard for Celtic to play through as possible hang in there to half time hope you don't concede another you're not happy with the tackling Hugh I can no, see, no, I can see the, you shaking the, your head over the, there the Ross County tackling uh, is now becoming a serious concern that they, they might not end up with 10 men on the park I think that was Watson who had just come on just I think on, on Jota yeah. yeah he was late Jota almost scores there just you know Goes along the 18 yard box Tries to bend one in the top corner Every Celtic player Looks like they're enjoying that their afternoon Because it's sunshine yeah. Mark Because it's sunshine All short sleeves <laughs> on Yeah, No gloves on this afternoon oh, I've heard it all now You should have got your Your breaking city side A couple of bits of sunshine uh, Reminder of the teaser please Hugh If you can mm. Since oh. 2020 Eight players Have scored three goals or less For the Scottish men's national team Who are they? I think most of you are making a very good go of this. Like I said, you're not exactly going to get them wildly wrong. You're not going to give us any names that aren't in the current group. So it means most of you are at least close. Um, any other wrong answers that keep mm, popping up? I don't yeah. think so. Uh, Craig's another one who's gone Andy Robertson. That is not correct. Andy Keith Ness has gone Paul Hanlon. No. It did play, didn't he? But I don't think he scored... Uh, well, I know he didn't Craig also says Ollie McBurney Not Ollie now, He hasn't scored He did score in the penalty shootout But we did say that they Do not count Montrose 1 Cove Rangers 2 Craig Johnson Look at these two I know, like A couple of wee school play kids school. Yeah. Uh, Helping each other well, out, we're, we're having a good go at this no, We're a team in the first half yeah. aren't we? Uh, Is it 8 answers Because we've got 12 We've got uh, to have the 8 in there the answer is the next time, yeah, I think We've just written down the full squad The next time you take your nipper to the nursery You take these two with you <laughs> Oh honestly See these these baby class things oh, They're going to be the end of me A unicorn and rainbow party yesterday <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Only, dad in, only dad in the place again Instruments out Maracas and rainbows and you know, Honestly <laughs> I, would, oh, I was going to do a feature of you in, in that. It is it's quite something, but that it's an occupational hazard when you don't go to work until the evenings like I do and speak to you people. Then you've got to be available. Yeah. Quality time with your young child. Oh, it just doesn't. I, I hated it, all that, you know. And then you have to actually speak to these, the rest Did of the people. <laughs> Oh, oh, They're all perfectly oh, exactly. pleasant I think No, no, it. you're saying Well, you get the odd one That's You're going oh. Anyway, on that No, oh, I speak to my sister My sister said today She's taking her twins In Chicago To a musical class They're charging 600 dollars Oh, no, no No, no, I don't think that's So she's taking the one yeah. The one day free trial And then binning it And then going to the next 600 dollars What does this in, what I does said this I better entail? get you Playing the piano Like Elton John for six hundred dollars, so Seriously? they go and they die. Now they're only they're the same age as, as your young one. I don't know how they can get away with that. I mean, mine just sort of chucks the maracas on the floor and crawls off and just does her own thing. Just sort of sits in the corner and doesn't really pay much. I wouldn't be. That's I wouldn't enough to tell me that she's not going to be on top of the pops. Uh, no, nah, I don't think so. Uh, Comarnock one, Queen of the South nil. That's a big goal. Ash Taylor just before the break. 
Top of the uh, division they're, they're starting to dig in now aren't they Derek McInnes is side the top And uh, I think they'll take a bit of shifting now Yeah I agree with that Hugh I think Kilmarnock are certain to, to uh, win that league I think with the squad and the added additions of guys that can score goals Obviously that sounds like a set play to me Ash Taylor coming up for a corner kick or a free kick Good header, 1-0 Celtic close to a really oh. good team goal Hatati, Maeda, Riley And then the shot just wide I would say that's the best game I've seen I know it's only not even halfway through yet But it's the best game I've seen Maeda have for Celtic Yeah, he's very good terrific. involved in everything But you could say that about a lot of the players Do you, you know, be critical uh, and actually... Expect O'Reilly to hit the target from there? No, I think he's a wee bit unlucky, Gordon. I think where does luck come into yeah, that? He's not unlucky, does no, no, he's, no, he's no, going no. for perfection into the far I'm corner. Keen, I'm keen to get your thoughts on, on, what, on what specifically was unlucky about it. Well, the goals, if it'd just been a wee bit bigger, if I think. Moved, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think if they'd have widened the, the post a Got little you. bit. Uh, before match day kick off, he should I, hit the target, Gordon. I'm, I'm going to save Daz's nonsense I think, comment. I, I, I think you're very critical of him. He's what, 17 yards out there? Hmm. Just inside the 18-yard box, maybe? Side foot. Side foot, left foot, goals open. He shouldn't hit the target. Well, the goalkeeper's in the goals. The goals are in the open. Four I, successive I, corners forcing Mirren. They are applying a lot of pressure. Producer Callum won't like to hear it. They're still one up on Dundee United. I thought United would have been a whole lot better than that today with, with Charlie Mulgrew back and Tony Watt back. The young boy getting a start sometimes just brings energy. I've seen him coming on the other... The other night there he, he looked lively When he came on Tam Court's Keeping that system going Where he brings through youth But It's just been so unpredictable Here we, we go to... Hugh Let's finish this off Shall yeah. we The first half teaser With the scottishsun.co.uk Slash football For the best football news And opinion online Since the start of 2020, eight players have scored three goals or less for the Scottish men's national team. They are Ryan Fraser, Ryan Christie, Che Adams, John Souter, Scott McTominay, Callum McGregor, Nathan Patterson and Grant Hanley. There we go, well done if you got them right Thank you for taking part The podium looks like this There's an empty spot There was no bronze medalist Scott Conney was the second fastest And the winner was Murray Well done to you Murray You know your Scotland goal scorers And you got them very quickly Indeed, how many did you two get over there? Five or six? Seven Seven? Seven yeah. right, okay. Who, who did we miss? Who? It doesn't matter We'll get what? it at half time Read them again quickly Hugh Put them out of their misery Yes. Pay attention, class. Mm-hmm. Ryan Fraser. Oh, Ryan that, Fraser. That's it. Uh, enough. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. Uh, anyway, right, we're approaching the end of the first half. Sterling Albion nil, and an Athletic one. Aidan Smith, right on the stroke of half time. A couple of minutes added uh, at Tynecastle. Uh, Celtic was late kicking off, remember. Hearts were in front before Celtic even started. Um, and there was that injury to Tom Rogic, the red card, so I suspect they were a bit off the half-time whistle there. Hamilton Aki's two up at Partick Thistle. David oh Moyle on the stroke of half-time as well. What a disappointing day that will be for the Jags. I know they still have designs on looking up and, and going for promotion. Uh, that will feel like a bit of a kick in the teeth to Ian McCall, I'm sure. Well, that's what's helping Kelly out as well because the teams round about them are showing a wee bit of inconsistency just now. Inverness as well, after their, their good performance last week, they're behind as well. And Thistle, so it's making it an easy run-in for Derek. Are both air, is that still nil-nil no, 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 at the moment? Think, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, half-time whistle's just gone in that Kilmarnock game St Johnson are level with Motherwell A lot of their disappointing season Being attributed to losing some big players Jason Kerr, one of them He just scored for Wigan To put them 2-0 up On Morecambe One minute added on At Pataudry Where things are also level At one all. So I suspect um, Perhaps the Smyza Stadium Might be our first port of call at half-time or maybe Tynecastle or Pataudry will beat them to it, but we'll find out very soon. We are ticking the seconds down. Celtic Park will be behind. I don't think there's any doubt about that. One minute added on in Perth as well. So we're getting to that stage. The whistles will start to go. Whenever the referee blows his whistle, it can't come quickly enough for Malky Mackay. They you know, paid tribute to uh, Ross County and the figures that they've assembled over the last 20 matches, but they have been... Overwhelmed. Half time St Mirren Let's get the story with Roger Hanna It's St Mirren 1 to D United nil at the break It's a glorious day When no one is shining more than Jay Henderson A terrific display by the young St Mirren winger He scored inside 4 minutes A terrific solo run A right foot shot high over Benji Segrist Just like the one he scored in St Mirren 1 At Tannadice back in January He was really setting the pace early on He tried to charge down the right again After 18 minutes Tugged back by Scott McMahon That was the first booking of the game From referee Nick Walsh And his delivery as well Henderson from set pieces Both corners and free kicks Causing United all sorts of problems In the first half Tom Cortsman did have a little spell Midway through the half With a few chances Callum Butcher firing off target From distance after a pass By Tony Watt Then Mark McNulty Driving a shot across the face Of goal from an angle on the right Well Mary Niskanen was next to threat A nice one-two with McNulty But the wing had a weak shot So easily saved on the edge of his box By Saints goalkeeper Jack Anik And then when Niskanen Got down the left Fired the ball into the six-yard box A really good piece of defending Clever clearance by Charles Dunn Just as a couple of United attackers threatened but St Mirren were back in the front foot before the break Conor Ronan had a shot deflected wide from distance and then they had a spell just before the end of four successive corners somehow Benji Segrist and the United defence managed to protect their goal they will need to do much better in the second half if they are to have their top six ambitions realised at the break in Paisley St Mirren won the United Half time at Pataudry Aberdeen against Hibs Fraser Wishart is there Aberdeen won, Hibernian won, a really good game to watch here at Petaudry, an open game from the start, Hibbs got the lead through a Calvin Ramsey own goal, the Dons got the equaliser which was deserved via Lewis Ferguson penalty but there have been plenty of chances at both ends as well, Hibbs started really well, a long ball over the top and Joe Lewis was caught on the ball by Sylvester Jasper, he was then fouled by Calvin Ramsey in the right back area, looked a bit soft, right in front of the tunnel, Jasper's Stepped up and he whipped the ball in, a brilliant free kick, head high, and it beat everybody and was inches wide with Joe Lewis just watching the ball as it drifted past the post. At the other end, it was 0-0 and it was only kept 0-0 by Kevin Dabrowski, a brilliant save by the big Polish goalkeeper. Vincente Bezwan on the right-hand side powered in a really good cross, again with pace, and Conor McLaren came in at the back post. His header was perfect, headed it down, it bounced, a really brave save at the post and a really good save by the big Polish goalkeeper Dabrowski. Although Aberdeen did claim the ball was over the line so an exciting start to the game both sides up for it and it got a bit physical a few tasty challenges Newell, McCrory, Bates all given the yellow card and then in the 20th minute came the opener really unfortunate for young Calvin Ramsey a great cross from the right hand side by Chris Cadden right on the touchline and Ramsey had to go for the ball 
because Jasper was looking behind him at the back post and at full stretch rather than turn the ball past the post on the outside he turned it into his own net just at the back post the Hibs players ran to congratulate Cadden for the quality of his cross the goal took the sting out of the play for Aberdeen early positive play had gone Hibs confident in the ball Neil controlling the game and the Dons fans were beginning to show their frustration but they did get back into the game in 36 minutes Conor Barron had a shot from 25 yards didn't hit it cleanly and as it bounced awkwardly deflected off Cavill and hit Rocky Bushiri on the hand Hibs will feel it was a bit unfortunate they weren't happy but Lewis Ferguson didn't care he stepped up and smashed the ball down the middle of the goal when Dabrowski dived to his left Hibbs almost grabbed a second though three minutes later Julius again completely misjudged a long ball and Melkerson tried to get onto the ball to put it into the empty net he was denied by Declan Gallagher all to play for in the second half and although both teams have been pretty poor form recently you feel there are more goals in this game been really good 45 minutes so far half time Pataudry Aberdeen 1 Hibernian 1 half time McDermott Park St Johnston against Motherwell Dave Galloway half time St Johnston 1 Motherwell 1 the visitors took the lead in 12 minutes Van Veen did it all himself nobody closed him down and from around 25 yards he swept a low drive into the net Saints equalised 9 minutes later with another fine goal Halberg's cross picked out Henry he still had a fair bit of work to do but he managed to power a really good header home both teams have been giving it their all in a fiercely competitive clash with some meaty challenges going in you would have hoped with a a decent start to the game like that the two goals in the first 21 minutes that might have kind of lit the blue touch paper paper but uh, that doesn't seem to have uh, been the case so far uh, the game short on goal mouth excitement shields had an opening on the right but he didn't catch his effort properly and failed to trouble Clark that was one of two shots on target for Motherwell in this first period. St Johnson scored with their only effort on target. Fair to say, pretty cagey stuff here. Hopefully better in the second half. St Johnson won, Motherwell won. Half-time at Celtic Park, Andrew McLean. Celtic 3, Ross County nil. the half-time score here. It's the perfect kind of day for a stroll in the park and that's exactly what it's been for Celtic so far, Giacomacchi scoring two and setting up the other for them, Jota created the first goal 11 minutes in, great wing play from him on the left, a couple of step overs before cutting on to his right, a terrific cross towards the back post and they were Jota Giacomacchi with the header for 1-0 Celtic got a really good penalty shout turned down when the ball hit Joseph Hungbo's arm in the box but they kept piling on the pressure and got the second, Giacomacchi finding space in the box, he got a header, a header away, that one was blocked in the line but it came back to him and with his follow-up header, he found the bottom corner. Ross Laidlaw then made a really good low save to deny Callum McGregor, but he couldn't stop the third going in from the resulting corner. Giacomacchus with a header this time went down towards goal. Dazen Maeda got the final touch, though, to steer it past Laidlaw. And then life got worse for Ross County. Kane Ramsey shown a straight red card. He won the ball in his tackle on Tom Rogic, but Don Robertson deemed that it was too dangerous or too forceful and Ross County are down to 10 men Celtic have had plenty of other chances and you wouldn't be surprised if they score a few more in the second 45 the halftime score at Celtic Park is Celtic 3 Ross County 0 The fastest goals the expert opinions this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Halftime all around the country Let's do an update of the halftime scores then At the moment It's been a bit of a goal fest You have to say Aberdeen 1, Hibs 1 Celtic 3, Ross County 0 Hearts 1, Livingston 0 St Johnson 1, Motherwell 1 And St Mirren 1 Dundee United 0 In the Championship are both 0 Ayr 0 Kilmarnock 1 Queen of the South 0 Partick Thistle 0 Hamilton Ackies 2 And Wraith Rovers 2 
Inverness Cali Thistle 1 in League 1 Airdrie 2 Queen's Park 0 Alloa 0 Peterhead 0 Clyde 1 East Fife 0 Dumbarton 0 Falkirk 2 And Montrose 1 Cove Rangers 2 In League 2 It's Albion Rovers 0 Forfar 0 Cowdenbeath 0 Stenhouse Muir 0 Elgin City 0 Kelty 0 Maybe it's the top flight That's getting all the goals And Stirling Albion 0 And an Athletic 1 Just the one English Premier League game today Aston Villa 0 Arsenal 1 Which is a, a Full time Result in that one So what have you made of the First half scores Hugh Keevans? Well We'll start with Celtic They're top of the league um, They are three up I don't think it's an exaggeration <laughs> To say it might have been Seven or eight For Celtic Lead law in goal for Ross County Has been magnificent A penalty that should have been given Celtic Was not And the, the other chances Have been Several I'm having a tough few weeks Remember I forgot about Fraser Wishart last week Yeah We've not had the half time From Tynecastle have we I just assumed we'd had them all And went to the break <laughs> And sort of moved it. on I'll tell you what I'll have sunstroke I'll anyway <laughs> What's even worse Is I was about to go to the second break And forget about him again David Friel It better be worth the wait I'm fading away here in the Tynecastle sun as well Gordon It's half time And it's Hearts 1 Livingston nil And Benny Beningamy He's experienced the highs and the lows His Hearts deserved the lead Midfielder took 26 games to get his first goal for the Tynecastle side, which finally came against him last week, and now he is 2-2 two two after claiming another close-range strike to put his team up, but his first half only lasted 35 minutes after he limped off with what looked like a knee injury after landing awkwardly. Looked a bit of concern around him, so let's hope he's back soon. Some of the other games hadn't even kicked off, and Beringham pounced in three minutes. Livingston failed to deal with an Ellis Sims cross. The ball broke for the midfielder, and he couldn't miss him at five yards. Hearts on the mood, Sims went through, should have made it 2-0, but Max Shayek made the save. Hearts kept pressing, Craig Halkett fired into the side netting from an Andy Halliday corner. Stephen Kingsley also headed wide. Olivia really had to defend for long spells. I suppose David Martindale will be relieved it's only 1-0 at the break, but Jack Fitzwater, just in the first half injury time, did waste a decent half chance. So you never know, maybe all is not lost for Livy as they tried to get their first Tynecastle win in 20 years. So half-time at Tynecastle, Hearts 1, Livingston 0. And the second halves are coming up next. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line 0141 951 1025 